Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Why, hello there, lady. (laughs) I am thrilled to have you here with me on the Reinventing the Arena podcast. Um, Last week, I said that I would be releasing a second podcast, which would be, you know, this one. And it just didn't happen. (laughs) I am an overachiever. And, you know, sometimes I put too much on my plate thinking that I can get things done pretty quick. But I just had to be honest over here. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing what the mirrors are hiding in your relationships. But first, let me showcase that with a story. Years ago, I had a friend who I shared a lot of common interests with. She was compassionate. Uh, She was sarcastically funny. I enjoyed spending time with her because we would just hang out and talk for hours. She taught me about vegan food and even got me hooked on a few local spots in Omaha, Nebraska. Modern Love is my favorite. If you haven't gone, go there. There's another one in Brooklyn, in New York, that is also supposedly delicious. But anyways, I'm not even a vegan and I just got hooked on these spots. So even though we were pretty close, some of her insecurities and some of her habits bothered me. So one of those would be how she would cancel last minute, even though we had been talking about seeing each other for weeks or how her anxiety or moments of caution at work would lead her down a spiral of ruminating. She was a wonderful person, yet something about her would bring up moments of frustration with me. We were two of the same. What I found frustrating about her, (laughs) I disliked about myself. It was a hard lesson for me to learn with friendships and even with romantic relationships. And the lesson is, everyone is your mirror. When we notice our own reflection in others, it not only shows us who we are, but how we can be better. When you judge someone, you're also judging the things you don't like about yourself. When someone pushes your buttons and you become angry or upset, Those, you know, it might be because they're representing something you dislike or something that you fear about yourself. Because the things we dislike about ourselves are usually hidden, studying our likes and dislikes towards certain people can help us shine a light on the shadow, which will allow us to embrace ourselves fully. 
And so like, what do I mean about shining a light on the shadow? First and foremost, shadow work has been a really trendy term for the past few years, but it's working on our perceptions of self, the areas of ourselves that we don't like and try to hide. Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung believed that we start forming our ego as young as toddlers. What happens with this is that you begin to develop your personality and identity based on your surroundings. So like your society, the culture, the people, and all of those things determine what is acceptable and what is not. So whatever is unacceptable would be stored in what is called the shadow. We are unconsciously doing this as we grow up and we are built to do this because we desire to belong and connect with others. And your ego helps cover up the side of you thinking it's in control. So you might be saying, oh no, that's, I don't have any of this shadow work. I don't judge other people. Believe me, we all do. So the more we dig into the shadow, we can reduce the inner critic from showing up with more self-judgment and criticism. And instead we can show ourselves compassion and grace, which then we can bring into our relationships. Now, when the shadow shows up, it does one does two things. First, it becomes a defense mechanism. And, and according to an article I read on Mind Body Green, there's 24 common defense mechanisms that show up in relationships. 24. Seriously, can you I, I cannot believe that there's 24. And I'm going to share the top 5 that I've seen mostly with my clients and within my own experiences. Number one is displacement. So this would happen when you might've been fighting with maybe a friend, a significant other, a family member, and then you take your frustration out on a coworker or a different friend or another family member. Number two is denial. When you're in a toxic relationship, but you insist that he treats you just fine and nothing is wrong had a few friends like this when I was younger and boy, that was always a fun topic of discussion. Number three, rationalization. When you are trying to justify someone else's unacceptable behavior, there's tons of these that we could go through, but one that really drives it home is when your partner cheats on you, but you rationalize it was a mistake because they were drunk. Not even going to comment any further on that idea. Number four is reaction formation. So hang with me here because there's two different ways to really dig into this because there's a few different behaviors. So one of them is stonewalling, and that would be shutting down during conflict, um, becoming unresponsive or just dismissive. Another one that I like to call just being fake <laughs> is reversing your initial reaction or behavior towards someone to hide how you truly feel. So let's say it's your birthday and a coworker you don't necessarily care for goes out of her way to be nice and ask you about her plan, about your plans for your birthday. Now, typically she doesn't like you or however she wants to show that to you. So that would be her reaction formation. Okay. And number five, passive aggression. Yay. It's a favorite. So when a person talks about a situation directly and uses less direct 
well, sorry, let me go backwards. When a person avoids talking directly about a situation and uses even less direct communication to express their negative feelings. So passive aggression can even show up in other ways. So like deliberately being inefficient, avoiding a responsibility, or as a woman, I feel like we get these a lot, those backhanded compliments to get someone else's point across. So a few that I have heard my clients say, this one was pretty, pretty typical of um, my last two clients was you're so independent. No wonder you haven't settled down yet. A lot of high achievers, a lot of driven women get that response from people. Um, another one I have heard from friends um, and a few people in my life, as well as, you know, my friends having to go through the situation is you're so this, why aren't you still single? So you're such a catch. You're so pretty. You're so talented. Why are you still single? Um, that one, whew, it can go so many different ways. So the second thing the shadow does is project onto others. So let's do another scenario. Pretend you're at work and your boss comes in early and stays late. She eats breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner in her office. She not only loads up her calendar with, this could have been an email meeting, she expects you to join her. And if you don't, she disapproves of you, stating that you're not going to get that promotion if you don't hustle like her. What's happening here is that she's projecting her expectations of herself onto you. What she says about you not getting the promotion has nothing to do with you, but it's more deeply rooted in her fear of not being enough, which is the inner critic showing up as part of the ego. Yeah, crazy, huh? Now, I also want to note that projection can happen in both negative and positive experiences. This gets a little interesting, so hold it with me here. Say you're starting to date someone and you project your reality, your filters on this relationship based on your personal characteristics. This means you have built an external truth about this person and your relationship, yet all those characteristics only exist in you. Basically, you just fell in love with yourself. Yeah. Yes, that can happen. Now, what can you do about this? There's three things at a high level that you can do, um, particularly in this order. Number one, recognize. When you have a judgment about a person, when you have a judgment about yourself or even a situation, that's something that you dislike about yourself. One of the things that I do, in fact, Brad and I do together is like, we stop, we recognize, and maybe we say it out loud. I said it out loud yesterday, even be like, oh shit, I'm judging myself or I'm judging someone else. And he just laughs at me because we both love self-growth. This is what we like to do. Um, and so I was able to note what was going on and move forward because number two is reflect. Reflecting and understanding our flaws and feelings around them deflates the inner critic of the ego. So figure out what were you feeling when you were judging that person or judging yourself? What were you, what were you thinking about the judgment? Jot those down, 
because then you can work through them and see where they come from, where they might be um, showing up in other areas of your life. Number three, reframe. Reframing our flaws into opportunities will, will drastically accelerate your growth because it brings in a new level of awareness of self. Why? Because we're shining a light on our shadows. Okay, so now you've made it to the reflection question part of the podcast. And I actually have two because they go hand in hand. First, who in your life is mirroring your behavior back to you? And second, what can you learn from them? Now that's not all. I've included a free bonus download to dig into this further. And you can go to the show notes and click the link. The bonus is going to have you focus on one relationship at a time, including like you could look at a past relationship if you want. And so you're going to do it one at a time because you want to learn more about what your mirrors are hiding from you. Plus, there's examples on how to reframe the flaws to see opportunities and areas of growth for you. And honestly, areas of growth in your next relationship. I did this with my first coach in order to help me see attributes that I loved about other people that I found in myself, as well as seeing areas that, like I said, flaws and areas of opportunity in relationships where I didn't realize um, what I was contributing at the time. All right, ladies, if you loved this episode, I'd love for you to leave me a review or share it with someone else who you think might enjoy it too. You can also find me on Instagram at reinventing the arena. Let me know what you think and send me a message. Until next time. Okay, so it's no surprise, but I love sharing personal stories with you ladies, and this one includes a product. In 2021, I tried Dry January for the first time, and it was tough. Fast forward to 2022, and I thought it was going to be easier, but it wasn't. I couldn't find anything, literally anything that tasted good to replace my favorite cocktail or a glass of wine. So for months, I was still looking because I wanted something to replace the beverage whenever I wanted. Then moment appeared and I fell in love. It's a botanical water, either still or sparkling with no artificial flavors, no caffeine and no added sugar. Instead, they have refreshing fruit flavors, healthy botanicals and adaptogens. Some of my favorite flavors are blueberry ginger, spiced mango, and blood orange. I always keep them on hand for those nights when I like to sip a cocktail or have a glass of wine, but rather not deal with any of those side effects of alcohol. You know what I'm talking about. The headache, the dehydration, the horrible night's sleep, the hangover, and whatever else may come your way. If you're looking for an alcoholic replacement for a dry January or just because, check out Moment. Here's some fun facts. 1% of all their sales goes to mental health nonprofits, and they were on Shark Tank. If you want to give them a try, use my promo code reinventingthearena at checkout for 15% off. The link is in the show notes.